Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. On this day in 1946, respected physician Dr. Marcel Petiot was executed for murder after French authorities discovered the remains of 23 people in his basement. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the beheading of Dr. Marcel Petiot. Let's go back to Paris, France, May 25, 1946, at 4.15 a.m. The weary valets arrived in the dark. Even in the dim moonlight, the Prison de la Santé's courtyard looked more like a boutique hotel than the holding ground for the city's most sinister criminals. Wiping sleep from their eyes, the attendants unloaded equipment from the old horse cart they dragged with them. They worked quickly to construct the guillotine, hoisting tall beams and locking the steel blade into place. Slowly, police officers, court officials, and various prison personnel trickled in. Meanwhile, the guards made their way to cell number 7 of cell block 7. Its occupant appeared to have slept quite well. When the deputy told 49-year-old Marcel Petiot the time had come, the physician cursed him. Without flinching, the deputy asked Petiot if he had any final requests. Petiot said he desired to write a farewell to his family, namely his son and wife. The deputy agreed and removed the cuffs and shackles from Petiot's wrists and ankles. Petiot sat to pen his farewell. Upon signing and sealing it, he informed the deputies he was at their disposal. The guard offered Petiot the standard final cigarette and glass of rum, but the man known as Dr. Satan accepted only the smoke. As he savored his last cigarette, they guided him down the cell block. Inmates clanked their bars in a cacophony of farewell applause. Beneath the courtyard ivy, Petiot remained calm while the executioner bound the killer's feet and fastened him to the tilting table. Before the prisoner laid his neck in the guillotine's lunette, he offered the executioner a full-toothed grin, as if to say, have your way with me. Belts strapped and buckles fastened, Petiot turned his gaze to the gathered audience of delegates and court officials. He said, gentlemen, I have one last piece of advice. Look away, this will not be pretty to see. The executioner yanked the lever. Seconds later, the doctor's head rolled into the basket below the machine. 
Patio's execution shocked his local community, the 49-year-old doctor seemed to have it all, a thriving medical practice, a beautiful wife of nearly two decades, and enough of an income to travel, attend the opera regularly, and spoil his young son. But behind the perfect life, there lurked a terrible monster. Born in 1897, Petio grew up in a rented apartment in Paris. In 1912, his mother passed away during a surgery gone wrong. At the time, his father was so grief-stricken, he detached completely, leaving his sons to their own devices. As early as 15 years old, Petio showed signs of psychological imbalance. One morning, the landlady was preparing her laundry while the Petio boys played with her house cat. She hoisted a stockpot of water onto the stove and left to gather her garments. Suddenly, she heard the animal shriek and hiss. By the time she returned, Petio's brother had run out. Alone, young Petio stood above the pot, holding the cat by its neck, its paws submerged in the boiling water. The landlady felt for the motherless boy. To teach him about kindness to animals, she suggested he sleep with her cat that night. However, the following day, she found Petio caked in blood, covered in bites and scratches. When she asked what happened, he held up the cat's carcass. He'd strangled the poor thing to death. Though hyper-intelligent, the boy didn't perform well at school either. He often neglected his studies. Instead, he read crime novels or stories about famous murderers like Holly Harvey Crippen and Jack the Ripper. In class, Petio's teachers penalized him for bringing pornographic material to campus. His classmates said he always read about sex. He studied the carnal habits of celebrities and seemed obsessed with deranged behavior. When he left school, World War I was in full swing. So at 19, he joined the army. By 1917, Petio found himself on the Western Front. His days were accompanied by a soundtrack of bullets whizzing, bombs exploding, and men howling in anguish. At night, he lay beside messes of mangled bones. The air smelled like blood and disgorged organs. Then, in the trenches of Craon, Petio suffered a severe wound. He claimed German soldiers lobbed a grenade into the trench that ripped a three-inch slash in his foot. But a fellow soldier challenged Petio, alleging he injured himself on purpose. Petio denied it and was discharged on disability. He went on to pursue an education in medicine. In 1922, 25-year-old Petio opened his medical practice. Generally, he was well-respected, but over the decades, some pharmacists complained about Petio's offbeat requests. One pharmacist told of Petio prescribing powerful drugs to child patients. According to the chemist, the doses the doctor requested could have killed an army of adults. 
The chemist was ignored at the time, but 22 years later, in 1944, Petiot fell under suspicion for a different crime. And in this instance, inspectors drew up a warrant for then 47-year-old Dr. Petiot's arrest. Afraid their building was on fire, neighbors complained of a funky stench in the basement. When authorities descended, they found the charred remains of several bodies in the boiler. Dr. Satan had finally been caught. Coming up, we'll talk about the trail of horrific crimes committed by the evil doctor. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the Internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Now back to the story. On May 25, 1946, Dr. Marcel Petiot was executed. A respected physician in France, his sadistic murders went undiscovered for years. But in 1944, investigators were called upon to search Petiot's property when the residents next door took notice of a nasty stench coming from the doctor's basement. As they searched the building, the police came across mounds of vertebrae, shank bones, breast bones, split skulls, broken femurs, and human detritus of all sorts. But that's not all they found. Petiot had also hoarded hundreds of stolen personal items, like toothbrushes, pocket combs, lipstick tubes, and eyeglasses. Perhaps the most alarming discovery forensics teams made that day, however, was a large jar of alcohol containing specimens of human genitalia. 
All told, authorities unearthed the remains of 23 murder victims in Petio's basement. It came to light that Dr. Petio targeted Jewish people during World War II. He offered safe transport to families desperate to escape Nazi-occupied France, promising to help them get to South America. He also offered them a supposed disease-preventing inoculation he said was authorized by Argentinian customs officials. The truth was, Dr. Satan injected cyanide into the veins of Jewish escapees. Then he stole their property, drained their accounts, and burned their bodies in the furnace. Police discovered other corpses in a pit of calcium oxide in Petio's yard. The compound decomposed the carcasses, killed rotting bacteria, and broke down flesh. The state accused the murderous doctor of killing 27 people, but Petiot admitted to a total of 63 so-called liquidations. The trial began on March 19, 1946. The defendant faced 135 criminal charges. His attorneys claimed he only killed those who acted like enemies against France, but their attempt to portray him as a hero of the resistance was shaky at best. After the court reached out to resistance leadership, it was clear Petiot had nothing to do with them. He was found guilty of 26 murder charges and sentenced to die on the guillotine. When Dr. Marcel Petiot was put to death, only invitees and government officials attended the beheading. In the end, his execution proved that wolves often hide in sheep's clothing. Everybody's favorite doctor turned out to be their worst nightmare. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Dr. Marcel Petiot, amongst the many sources we used, we found David King's book, Death in the City of Light, extremely helpful to our research. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 